Are you an amateur podcaster or a skilled podcaster? Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. How serious are you about improving and growing your podcast? That's what I think separates amateur podcasters from skilled podcasters. But of course, we're going to get into a lot more detail in this episode. In this mini-series, I've been exploring the different labels used to describe podcasters, like hobbyist versus professional and independent versus corporate. And in each of these episodes, I still do encourage you to own your label with pride. The little difference for this episode is that while the other labels do not directly indicate quality, the labels of amateur and skilled do indicate quality. And while I think it's okay to stay in one group and own that with pride, I encourage you to seek to move into the higher group, and that would be to become a skilled podcaster. And the best place where I think you should consider doing that is in Podcasters Society at podcasterssociety.com. That's my membership site where I and others help you to improve and grow yourself and your podcast. If you've already launched your podcast, it does not teach you how to start a podcast. In fact, you must have already launched a podcast in order to qualify to be a member of that group. But then inside of the group, we have training, we have webinars, we have community where we can talk with each other, bounce ideas off of each other. We can socialize. We can help each other. I can help you to make your podcast better. That's the big goal of Podcaster Society, to help you move your podcast from average to amazing, from being an amateur podcaster to being a skilled podcaster. Regardless of whether you are an independent podcaster or a corporate podcaster or a hobbyist podcaster or a professional podcaster, I want you to be a skilled podcaster. And that's what Podcasters Society is for. So check it out at podcasterssociety.com. That's with two S's in the middle. And I have that link and all of the other stuff that I'll be referring to in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash labeling three, or tap or swipe inside of your app to get to the show notes there. So what are amateur podcasters? The late Steve Jobs once referred to podcasts as amateur hour in one of his Apple keynotes, but don't let that term amateur to be demeaning. In fact, there's an entire industry where people own the label as amateur. That's amateur radio. Ham radio operators are amateur radio operators. And They're not complaining that, oh, it's so demeaning to be called an amateur radio operator. No, that is part of it. It's integral to their approach. It's what they're known for. Don't think that if you're an amateur podcaster, that means you're the scum of the earth or you're amateur hour, as Steve Jobs referenced it, or anything bad like that. Instead, consider it as a way to describe where you might be now, but not where you're staying. It's like when I grew up in a military family, my dad was transferred around to different military bases, and then, as a child, we moved with him. So something I grew up being used to was that we would move first into on-base housing, usually called TLQs, Temporary Lodging Quarters. That's where we would stay for a few weeks, a few months maybe, but it was very temporary. And then from there, we would move into an apartment while we waited for a house to be built or to become available. And then we would move into the house. And then we'd stay in that house for a couple to a few years and move to the next place my dad was transferred to. So amateur 
is kind of like the TLQs were for me. It's a temporary place. It's a temporary label because I encourage you to not stay in that amateur group, but to move beyond that and become a skilled podcaster. So you're not telling people, yeah, I'm an amateur podcaster. You can tell people with confidence, with pride, you can say, I'm a skilled podcaster. I'm a skilled independent hobbyist podcaster. Or I'm a skilled corporate podcaster. Or I'm a skilled professional independent podcaster. Mixing all of these labels that I've been talking about these last few episodes. So what are amateur podcasters? Number one, amateur podcasters accept where they are. They may not be content with where their podcasts are, but amateur podcasters often don't consider how they need to improve and grow themselves in order to affect change somewhere else, like growing their podcast, monetizing, improving their podcast, or anything like that. Amateur podcasters are generally content, maybe to a fault, with where they are, maybe not even knowing that there are ways that they can improve themselves to make their podcast better. Number two, amateur podcasters have vague or no goals. If an amateur podcaster has goals, they can often be rather vague, such as simply saying they want to grow or monetize. And vague goals look for vague successes. For example, if an amateur podcaster says something like, I want to grow my audience, then if they get even one more person listening, then they've accomplished their goal. What next? If anything next. You, you've accomplished your goal. You grew your audience. Yay! You got one more person listening. Good for you. You get a gold star. Now, if you're starting out that first person, yes, that's a big number, a jump from zero to one, or even a jump from 10 to 11. But that's probably not what you actually wanted. You probably wanted more than one additional person listening to your podcast. Or they may say something like, I want to monetize my podcast. And then they make three cents from their podcast. Well, great. You monetized your podcast. Good job. Gold star for you. But they probably actually wanted more than three cents. So don't settle for vague goals. Definitely have goals. I'll talk more about the kinds of goals you should have in a moment. Number three, amateur podcasters ask broad questions. I often see the same overly broad questions asked in online podcasting groups, and you've probably noticed this too. For example, how do I grow my podcast? Or what's the best microphone? Or who is the best podcast host? Yes, these are worthy questions to ask, but they're so broad. You really have to refine the question or dig in, ask follow-up questions to really get the best answer. Because like when someone comes to me and asks, who is the best podcast host? I'm going to have some follow-up questions like, well, what are you doing here? What's your goal here? How are you podcasting right now? What are some of your preferred tools? What can you afford? It's not just a simple matter of, oh yeah, this is the best. Amateur podcasters ask broad questions. And I'll tell you what skilled podcasters do in a moment. Number four, amateur podcasters say good enough. I think there are big differences between being resourceful under limitations and quitting when something seems good enough. I think that when something is good enough, it probably actually isn't. Good enough is a cop-out. It's a statement of just almost giving up in a way. It's saying, yes, this could be better, but it's good enough. I remember when my brother-in-law was building his house and one of the jokes among the people that were building it with him, and by building his house, I do mean literally building his own house. 
hammer, nails, boards. He was doing a lot of the stuff himself or directing people who were doing it. So he was involved in and actually building his house, literally himself. And a common joke among himself and the other workers were, it's good enough for who it's for. But I don't think we should have this perspective of it's good enough. Yes, there are times where it's as good as it can be because of certain limitations or certain tools or anything like that. But simply saying good enough, recognizing that you can make it better is a sign of an amateur podcaster, not a skilled podcaster. Number five, amateur podcasters want free options. Yes, there are many budget constraints on podcasters of all types. There's nothing wrong with using free options, but I think looking for only free options can indicate commitment levels. For example, Anchor currently hosts almost half of all valid podcast feeds in Apple Podcasts, but more than half of those shows, so 25% of the podcasts in Apple Podcasts, have three or fewer episodes. And there are more one-episode shows on Anchor than the total number of shows any other podcast hosting provider hosts. Libsyn, even SoundCloud. And these numbers that I'm referencing are coming from private data that I have access to with the My Podcast Reviews service. The first time that I shared some of this data was in an article called What New Data Suggests About Podcast Hosting Customers. And I published that on theaudacitytopodcast.com back in December 2018. In that article, I suggested that the tool itself is not creating dead shows, but the extremely low barriers to entry and with very little education that some of these tools, especially Anchor, have, that was probably making it easier for low commitment people to start podcasts. And I explored this in much more detail in a private webinar that I did for members of Podcaster Society, where I went into more detail about those stats and more detail about my interpretation of those stats. So you could ask the questions, does simply paying for something help you be more committed? Perhaps. Or maybe more committed people are already willing to pay for stuff. So yes, there are some psychological studies that say that if you pay for something, if it costs you something in some way, you're more likely to be committed to it. So there is that. I think there is also an approach that more committed people are willing to pay for something. They're not out there just looking for a free option. They're looking for the best option for their needs. That could be free. That might not be free. They're not considering based on price. They're considering based on what meets their needs. I think that's something a skilled podcaster does, but an amateur podcaster really wants the free option. And that's their priority is what's a free way to do this? And you often don't see that in other industries like baseball card collectors, coin collectors, model airplane builders. They're not so focused on pursuing their hobbies for free. Yes, they'd love to get into these things for free and save money and get whatever kinds of free things they can. But what is it about podcasting that so many people are so focused on doing everything for free? That's a very deep psychological question that's worth exploring in a separate episode and maybe with some more qualified people. Number six, amateur podcasters are jealous of others' success. Spotify has been making some big moves in the podcasting industry, and they started getting really disruptive with the recent announcement that the Joe Rogan experience will soon become exclusive to Spotify. Not simply be on Spotify, but be only on Spotify and nowhere else. Not in Apple Podcasts, not in Stitcher, 
not in Google Podcasts, not in all of the many other podcast apps, and not even on YouTube, only in Spotify. So when amateur podcasters look at this, they might get jealous thinking, well, I deserve some of that money too, or I deserve some of that attention, or why isn't Spotify coming to buy me out or make me exclusive on their platform? I think that's an amateur perspective, being jealous, being entitled. That's what amateur podcasters might do. Number seven, amateur podcasters practice when it's convenient. Concert pianists don't become concert pianists by working on their art only when it's convenient for them. They practice over and over often beyond physical comfort, let alone convenience. And you'll probably see that in almost any other field of art. And podcasting is art. It's something you can get better at. It's a way that you are making creative content, artistic content. It is your art. But you won't see amateurs among great artists because great artists aren't amateurs. They're skilled. They moved beyond being amateurs to become skilled at whatever their art is. And number eight, amateur podcasters want things to be easy. A lot of great things have been forfeited because getting them was too hard. You make things easy, and that takes some work too. And you make them easy by either investing in better tools or investing in better skills. It's not wrong to want something to be easy. But wanting it to be inherently easy might be the stumbling block because things often aren't inherently easy. Stuff like editing audio is just a naturally complicated thing. Yes, there are plenty of ways to innovate and make it easier, but there is going to be some kind of learning curve to everything. So I think amateur podcasters are more focused on wanting this process to be easy and not necessarily wanting it to be good or better for them or for their podcasts. So these eight things that I think define amateur podcasters are, number one, they accept where they are. Number two, they have vague or no goals. Number three, they ask broad questions. Number four, they say good enough. Number five, they want free options. Number six, they are jealous of others' success. Number seven, they practice when it's convenient. And number eight, they want things to be easy. Maybe that's where you are right now, and that's okay. I encourage you to become this next category of podcasters, skilled podcasters. I think the pandemic of 2020 has revealed the true skills of many people. For example, look at the top broadcasters who suddenly seemed like amateurs when they had to broadcast from home or when they had no audience or no co-host with them in their studio. But you can also look at the skilled broadcasters and see that they simply adapted and continued. Maybe it's not so simple how they adapted, but they continued, they kept the energy, they kept the entertainment or the educational value in their content. For example, a couple podcasts that I listen to, and please don't hate me for these being NPR podcasts, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and Ask Me Another are both great podcasts. I've been enjoying those for a while now. I've listened to all the episodes that they had in their feeds at the time I started listening, and I don't miss an episode of those podcasts. They're both recorded usually in front of a live audience, and that brings a lot of great natural energy with it. But I found that those shows are equally entertaining, even recorded from the co-hosts' homes. And there are many other shows like this where 
because of the changes in the world right now, they've had to change how they produce or record their show or host their shows. And they're still just as good. Different, yes, but still just as entertaining, inspirational, or educational because it's about the skills in the podcasters. So it's okay if you consider yourself an amateur podcaster. We all were amateurs at some point. I only don't want you to stay that way. And that's why I created my membership site at podcasterssociety.com is to help you become a skilled podcaster so you don't stay an amateur podcaster. But what are skilled podcasters? Number one, skilled podcasters pursue personal growth. A skilled podcaster will often introspect before seeking external growth. So instead of asking, how do I grow my podcast? They might instead look at themselves and ask, how do I grow myself? Or how do I become a better podcaster so that I have a better podcast, so that I can grow my podcast? They find ways to improve their planning, their communication skills, their tools and processes, and more. They look internally before they look externally. Number two, skilled podcasters have SMART goals. S-M-A-R-T. And You might consider it cliche or overly used, but I still think the SMART goals approach is highly applicable and valuable. I've talked about this in a past episode of the Audacity to Podcast, and I have that link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash labeling three, or tap or swipe away inside of your app. I talked about how to set and achieve SMART goals for your podcast, but SMART, S-M-A-R-T, stands for And there are some slightly different variations on what this actually stands for, but that's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Specific, for example, instead of saying, I want to grow my audience, it's, I want to grow my audience to this number. Being measurable is very similar to the example I gave with specific, but you have to be able to measure it. So if you don't know how big your audience is now, how will you know if you grew your audience by 100? It's not a matter of downloads per month. It's more about downloads per episode after a certain amount of time. For example, as soon as I publish this episode, it gets one download from someone out there, that first person who is the first to download it. And then it gets more downloads and more downloads. So to say it has 10 downloads today, but my other podcast has a thousand downloads or anything like that, that's not a proper way to measure it. It needs to be more specific and measurable. I got this many downloads after this many days. Compare that to how many downloads another episode got after the same number of days. Your goals need to be measurable. They need to be attainable. Right now, it is not attainable for me to get a million downloads per episode for the Audacity to Podcast because even though there are more than one million podcasts in Apple Podcasts, there are not a million active podcasters right now. At most, there may be around 500,000 active podcasters podcasters. It's completely unattainable for me to get a million downloads per episode right now. And then there are other things that I need to consider of, is it actually attainable for this goal or some other goal? The R stands for relevant. It's not relevant for me to say, I want my podcast to get a new car for me because my podcast isn't about cars and getting a new car isn't really relevant to this podcast at all. Similar things like with a mattress sponsor coming to the podcast. That's not relevant to what I talk about. The goals need to be relevant. Now, there can be side goals from that. Like, I want this podcast to grow my business so that I can earn money, so that I can afford to pay my bills, so that I can buy a new car. That can be much farther down the road. 
But the goal isn't, I want a new car from my podcast, unless my podcast was about cars and buying cars or building cars or anything like that. And then time bound. How much time are you giving yourself to each particular goal for your podcast? Is it, I want a million downloads from my podcast total this week, this month, this year, by this time, a year from now, two years from now? What's the timing for that goal? So SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. And you'll see some variation in these in different publications and how they define each of these letters. Go back to that other episode where I talk more about achieving SMART goals for your podcast. That was episode 204 of the Audacity to Podcast, How to Set and Achieve SMART Goals for Your Podcast. And I have that link in the show notes if you're interested. Number three, skilled podcasters seek specific answers. Instead of asking broad questions like, how do I grow my audience? Skilled podcasters will search for answers first because skilled people often know how to find answers on their own. And when skilled podcasters do ask questions, they're usually more specific questions. For example, a skilled podcaster might post something like this. My podcast gets 100 downloads per episode. I have an email list of 1,000 subscribers and a 25% average open rate. My podcast is about pet grooming. If I have only $100 to spend, should I buy ads in Overcast or in an industry website or publication or sponsor another podcast in the pet industry? Or should I spend that $100 somewhere else? See, that's a very specific answer that could come from very specific questions. A lot of information was given to that. Same thing like with asking about a podcast microphone or a podcast hosting or something like that. It's basically, I've done some research and here are some specific questions to help me make this decision. Number four, skilled podcasters say, what's next? Constant growth is a signature of skilled people. It's not a lack of contentment or even an obsession with outdoing themselves. Everything must be better than the last one, but a motivation to always improve. Sometimes they do improve, sometimes maybe not, but they improve along the way. Whether it's finishing an episode, reaching a milestone, or accomplishing a goal, skilled podcasters will seek new innovations, new milestones, and new goals. Instead of saying, it's good enough, they'll say, what's next? How can we make it better? How can we innovate? What's our next milestone? What's our next goal? What are we going to do for the next episode? Not to top this, but to be constantly improving and growing. Number five, skilled podcasters invest for results. Whether spending time, energy, or money, skilled podcasters will see it as an investment they hope will result in some kind of improvement. This could be directly measurable, like spending $100 to get 150 new subscribers, or it could be more intangible, like upgrading your tools so things are easier or faster or better or remove some kind of frustration. For example, the Roadcaster Pro is a pretty hefty investment, but it does so many things so well that it makes the podcasting process easier and faster and better, and it removes frustrations. It actually saves money because everything that the Roadcaster Pro does could be done with other gear, yes, but that other gear could cost thousands of dollars instead of the hundreds of dollars of the Roadcaster Pro, and all that other gear takes up more space, it gets a lot more complicated, a lot more things could go wrong. I'll have an episode all about the Roadcaster Pro soon, but it's an investment and it gives results. 
Some of those are measurable. Some of them are intangible. Number six, skilled podcasters celebrate and learn from others. Back to that news about the Joe Rogan experience. I think skilled podcasters would be looking for what they can learn from Joe's success and how they can apply that in their own situation. The same thing with other podcasters who have had good successes, like John Lee Dumas with Entrepreneur on Fire. Applying lessons from a podcast like his doesn't mean imitating it. After all, do we really need more on-fire podcasts or entrepreneur interview podcasts? Maybe, maybe not. You might not be imitating, but you might be adapting the information or interpolating it for your own unique situations. Sometimes you might even decide to do the exact opposite thing because you realize that would be better for your situation and you could have the same or even greater success even though you're doing the absolute opposite thing. Like in this situation with the Joe Rogan experience, which is the number one podcast by downloads, by surveys, by so many measurements. Well, it's not going to really be a podcast technically like it was before. And for sure, Joe Rogan is going to lose a big portion of his audience when the show goes completely exclusive to Spotify, if they do indeed go through with that, as it looks like they will. So that opens the opportunity for another show to become the number one podcast. And that could be number one internationally. That could be number one in only the United States. Joe Rogan was pretty much number one everywhere, in every app, in every country. So I don't doubt that he was the number one podcast based on all the data I've seen. But he won't be anymore, technically. So that leaves that opportunity for someone else to jump in. Do something different, maybe. Maybe someone else will become the number one podcast by being everywhere, which is the complete opposite of what the Joe Rogan experience will be, is in one place. So skilled podcasters celebrate and learn from others. Number seven, skilled podcasters train and practice diligently. Every great artist becomes great with diligent work. They practice, they learn, and they refine daily. They work hard. They push their limits. They become better because of their diligent training and practicing and learning. And that's what you can do as a skilled podcaster, whether that's through Podcaster Society or through listening to podcasts about podcasting or participating in online groups or events, going places like Podcast Movement or anything like that. Train, learn, practice, refine diligently and daily. Number eight, skilled podcasters want labor to be worth it. My friend Cliff Ravenscraft now lives by an inspiring line he heard once from one of his clients. That was something like this. I don't want easy. I want worth it. And you've probably heard this same idea said in different ways, such as if it's worth having, it's worth waiting for or worth working for. The difference isn't in how much labor there is, but in why are skilled podcasters doing this particular thing, implementing this strategy, pursuing this process. For example, I once replaced the alternator in my car. I'd never done something like that before. I've got a string of bad luck experiences with auto repair for myself when I've tried to fix things in my car. And replacing the alternator wasn't easy. And I didn't even have the right tools for it. But it was worth it to me because it meant spending only 25% of the money that I would have spent if I had an auto repair shop replace the alternator for me and 
actually doing it myself, even with the slower process and having to look up a YouTube video and find it or borrow the right tools to do the job myself, it actually took me less time to do it than taking the car somewhere, the commute back and forth to a place, waiting for them to do the repair or waiting for the amount of time that I'd not have an automobile. So it was difficult. I saved money by doing it myself and it was worth it. Or a similar thing with the acoustic panels that I've made for my studio. You may have seen the cool big black obelisks that often sit in my video backgrounds and they have cool LEDs behind them so they glow in different colors around the acoustic panels. I made those all myself. It saved me a lot of money to make them. It took a lot of time to make them, a lot of hard work. I had to buy tools and do things I wasn't familiar with, but I think it was worth it because of the money savings, but also worth it because of the results I got. I really like how they look, how they sound, how they function. I've gotten a lot of compliments about the panels. I think they turned out great. It was worth it. I could have spent thousands of dollars to buy things like this, but would they look as good? Would they fit me and what I wanted as well? Probably not, unless I spent thousands more, maybe. But what I got was worth it. So here are those eight things that I think define skilled podcasters. Number one, they pursue personal growth. Number two, they have smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Number three, they seek specific answers. Number four, they say, what's next? Number five, they invest for results. Number six, they celebrate and learn from others. Number seven, they train and practice diligently. And number eight, they want labor to be worth it. Now, if you've already launched your podcast and want to become a skilled podcaster, I think Podcasters Society is the best place for you to improve and grow. It's at podcasterssociety.com. I've got courses, training, community, a lot of great stuff over there. We do webinars and evaluations and hangouts and training and so much more that you can go through passively. You can connect with other podcasters. It is, I think, the best place to help you improve and grow yourself as a podcaster, as well as then use those skills to improve and grow your podcast. That's at podcasterssociety.com. Now, what did you think about these differences between amateur and skilled podcasters? Being transparent with you, this was one I struggled with more to prepare because I really recognized that in my mind, there were a lot of ways that I was separating things between hobbyist or professional. But you can be a skilled hobbyist. You can be an amateur professional. You can be a skilled independent podcaster. You can be an amateur corporate podcaster, as we're seeing a lot of right now. So the differences between amateur and skilled are really more about your skills and how you approach your podcast and how you develop yourself personally and your co-host too, I hope would want to develop and improve with you. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Please go to the website at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash labeling three, that's the number three at the end, and comment there or share this episode out if you found it helpful and you think it might help others. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go skillfully start and grow your own podcast for passion or profit. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast.com. Thanks for listening.